When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hashtag no music, no intro. Another episode of Hashtag Saints for the podcast coming at you. We are now officially, well, for the Saints, they've been in the offseason for a while, but officially now the offseason for the entire NFL starts. Super Bowl took place yesterday on my fucking birthday. Um, Happy what birthday. A fitting... <laughs> Appreciate you, bro. Uh, what a fitting birthday and seeing two of my draft bays on fucking at Super Bowl just completely live up to their their hype. Uh, bro, um, uh, it is draft bay and then there's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> you, you were sending me cut up some Patrick Mahomes every day. Every day. During Ryan. that draft. Every day. Every day. Ryan. <laughs> Don't, don't don't take me back, bro. Don't take me back, bro. <laughs> man, this is man, this is a two time MVP and a two time Super Bowl MVP in six seasons, Ryan. Don't, don't, don't take me back, bro. Um, but I, I wanted to start at that Super Bowl, um, and we talked about it a little bit, kind of just watching the playoffs unfold in the NFL. And I put a tweet out earlier today that I think just shows, and I know this is a Saints podcast, but I think this can show just the difference in what good teams do and what not good teams do. So the essence of my tweet I put out was two years ago in the Super Bowl when the Chiefs got embarrassed by the Bucks because they off the line was injured and even some of their starters were average at best. And Patrick Mahomes was out there scrambling for his life. That offseason, after that Super Bowl, they traded for Orlando Brown, traded their, their late first round pick. I believe that would have been 30, the 31st overall pick in the draft to the Ravens for Orlando Brown. They signed Joe Tooney as a free agent. He was leaving the Patriots. And then they invested in two draft picks. Creed Humphrey in the second round. So in the, in essence, their their top two draft picks of that year was to address the offensive line. And in, in the later rounds, I don't have it pulled up. I want to say it was maybe round five. Got lucky, hit on uh, Trey Smith, a mm. guard who's been stellar for them since he's been drafted. And a complete one offseason. And this is after they went to the Super Bowl. Not not the playoffs. <laughs> this is the Super Bowl. They identified that's our problem. That, like that's it. And now don't get me wrong. Some of this is like some of this is just good scouting. Um but to me, I when I was kind of like winding everything down from yesterday's Super Bowl and just really thinking of like, man, now, yes, the Eagles got some pressure on Mahomes, but for the most part, oh, man. They, were, they were they were able to neutralize what made that Philly de- that Philadelphia defense so great. I mean, they had seventy eight sacks coming into the game, bro. Seventy eight sacks on the season. Didn't, didn't have didn't have one against Mahomes last night with a bum ankle, bro. Bro, like that. So yeah. I just it's so telling because it's like you have a team, and I've I'm. As a as a coach, I, Andy Reid is fantastic. He he it was on display last night as a person in his enabling ways. I have my issues with him, but I won't take away the fact that 
there was a problem on the football team that was identified, and it was like, what are we doing to fix this? And we're not going to wait and try to fix this over multiple off-seasons. We're fixing this all in one off-season. And then I start reflecting on the Saints, and it's just like, so to a point, right, to a point, they are doing that. But I think going after a quarterback is a very easy solution, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, like, it, that's a glaring need. Everyone knows it. It's kind of, like, a huge thing. But I go, like, even deeper than that. And, like, is there anyone in the organization that, that can scout or self-scout themselves? And that's something you and I have talked about over and over on this episode, that the team doesn't have an ability to self-scout itself. Um, and that, to me... Talent-wise aside, and talent-wise aside, coaching aside, and all, all those things obviously hugely matter. But that, to me, is the biggest gap in why there are teams that are successful in the NFL and at their peak. And if we're looking at this D8, Dennis Allen regime of how the Saints may continually be behind the eight ball when trying to get to that level of an NFL team. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, look, you can easily point to injuries and say, look, the Saints were injured, we were banged up. But, man, at some point, you got to you gotta really look deep and see how does my team really stack up. I can screw the win and loss record, screw, you know, how they look versus certain teams during the season. How does my team really stack up player for player when you stack them up against other teams? And that's really what you're supposed to do. And I'm, and I'm sure the Saints do that, um, you know, because every team has a pro scouting department. Every team has a grade on every player on every team. <clears throat> um, but, it, you know, it's important to, to remove your internal bias and look at your team and really, and really try to extrapolate if – this player is actually good or not? Or is it because we drafted this player? Is it because we invested multiple picks in this player? Is it because, you know what I'm saying? You have to throw all of that out and just look at the tape and take in the information you know, the medical, the the makeup of the player, um, all that stuff, put it all together and see if it stacks up around the league, man. And, you know, I mean, me personally, I think the Saints have a long way to go before they can even think about sniffing the Super Bowl. I know it's easy to say, oh, man, to get the right quarterback, man, play some good defense, they'd be right back in it. Man, it, it's so hard to get to the Super Bowl, bro. Like Hard, Ryan. Even if you got everything working right for you, it's hard. Even if everything works, even if your defense cold, running game, quarterback play, passing game, all of that, coaching, still hard to get to. Hard, bro. <laughs> Because you need luck oh. on your side, you need injury luck, you need, you know, referee luck, you need all kind of all <laughs> kind of stuff to work out for you, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, huh, I just I just looked at it. I was watching them two teams and look, man, like you know, say what you want about the Eagles, bro. Jalen Hurts, he was cooking, cooking, bro. Outstanding game, um, outstanding. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles offense was outstanding. I mean, it was one of those games where I knew. Whoever had the ball last was going to win, <clears throat> and you know, we, you know, once once the Chiefs were able to hold on that ball with five minutes left, you know, there was the ticket tack call at the end. But at the end of the day, what's the ticket tack call? <laughs> it was ticket tack, bro. Like I feel like they didn't call. Like if, if they were like calling those calls all game, I'd have been like, okay. But like just for them, like you know, like a little tug on the jersey. He didn't stop the player, like Juju was moving. It's not like he stopped, but it was the right call. Like it was a, it was a hole. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like right. it, was it was a hole. Question about it. You know what I'm saying? I just thought it was kind of ticket tech. Like they, if they didn't call it, I wouldn't have cared if they did. It wasn't like, you know, the saints nine call where, you know, it was just yes. obviously egregious right. or whatever, but you know, I mean, it is what it is. Like you can say what you want about it. It is what it is. Patrick Mahomes saw it immediately. That's why he threw the ball. So the, the funny thing about that play is, I, I I called it before it happened. So when when the Chiefs got the ball back, I said Andy Reid 
has been doing this thing. Like they got their two touchdowns off this action where they're motioning the receiver and the mm-hmm. Eagles defense gets confused in terms of switching it or trying to pass mm-hmm. it. And then they just break the receiver route to the right. Why it's, hard. it's a hard play to cover, bro. It's hard. I said, when they got the ball back, I said, Andy Reid's going to do something where he where he's feeling that Jonathan Gannon has figured it, figured the switch out or figured out how to pass it. But instead of breaking the receiver back outside, he's going to run basically an action where that receiver goes up the field off yeah. that action. And that's exactly what that play was. If you watch it, Juju goes inside and then he breaks yeah. it out, but he doesn't break it out horizontally. He pushes it up. Yeah, up, right. And that's what led to the to the hold. Right. And that's, that's, that's just like chess match coaching, bro. Oh, and it's, it's funny because I, I, I just felt it. I was like, Andy Reid's going to feel like the defense is adjusted to it. And when they're least expecting it, he's going to run some action off this where it's exactly the opposite of what he's been showing. And that's what they ran. Genius coaching is like, and just watching that game last night, Nick Sirianni, uh, Andy Boy, Reed. It was cooking. It was cooking. It's bro. just like, man. It, was, it, reminded me, it reminded me of that 49ers game with Sean Payton and Kyle oh, Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan, yes. And it was just cooking, bro. I was just like, oh. And that was, that was the whole reason why people, like, really was complaining about the call at the end because it was so – it was building up to be such an epic ending, and then it was just kind of anticlimactic. It was like, oh, well, you know, they get the ball now, they run the clock down, kick a field goal, game over. You know what I'm right. saying? But, you know, it was the right call, like I said. But, man, it was cooking, bro. I was like, ooh. And, you know, I'm like, man, this is this is some football right here, baby. You know? It was football, man. It was, <laughs> it was football. Um, and it just really highlighted to us, as, at least to me as fans, of like <laughs> – Pete, Pete ain't cooking like that. You said so. You telling me Pete can't cook like that, bro? I'm just, I'm not even. It's not even. It's not even so much Pete Ryan. It's just like our coaching staff, just in general, bro. I was just watching. I was like, there's a record label the crew. (laughs) I was like, man, we gotta like as fans, we gotta watch our coaching staff go against teams like this potentially on Sundays. Like, Eagles bringing in Vic Fangio. Just the self scout, just the self scout the offense. Like, man, cause what we? That's genius, Ryan. That's genius. Tell, how would you? How would you attack us? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> God uh, damn! Uh, it just really speaking of speaking of where we stand. I, I don't know why the around the NFL podcast like or or putting out like there are things we learned and they put out they retweeted. Like looking back at what we learned from week nine today on Twitter. And it was that was the the Ravens Saints Monday night football game, bro. Uh, and that game was just a clear indication. <laughs> just clear indication. Wherever wherever Dennis Allen and Mickey Loomis thinks they are as a as a team, organizational wise, in Take all the injuries out, bro. I, I don't care. If you if we go back and rerun that game and the Ravens are fully healthy and the Saints are fully healthy, the outcome would be almost identical. I am yeah. positive of it. <laughs> positive of it, no right? Question. No question. It's just, it's just a different weight class. So, yes, the Saints should do what they need to do to try to get an upgrade at quarterback. and. We'll we'll get into that conversation later, but I want to even say like like outside of quarterback, like I just I wish I could ask Mickey Loomis, you know, after the season, about you go, you got you guys evaluated yourself after the season. Um, where are the areas that you that you feel that there needs to be improvement? You know, that's a, just a very blanket kind of it has a lot of room for answer because I want to know. I know what I, I know what I would say. But like, I want to know what they would say, because mm-hmm. um, we have been on this this train a while of just there's holes. The offensive line with in, with the injuries are in tatters. We don't know what's going to happen at quarterback. Defensive line is a concern. Interior and edge rushers, linebackers, 
pretty decent there, assuming that they bring back Caden Ellis. Obviously, Demario's getting older, um, but you got a, a young and upcoming stud in Pete Warner. Secondary, you got Marshawn, you got Alante Taylor, um, Paulson Adivo, uh, maybe it was just a sophomore slump. The 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 safeties, Marcus May and Honey Badgers, like, like I, I guess. And then running back, you got AK and no one else behind AK. <laughs> like there, like there no are holes on this team, right? Holes, bro. Oh. And like I, I really just think they need to. I hope they really do a study, and they should. I know Sean Payton always talked about they study the, the you know the Super Bowl teams every year, but they need to look at what's working, bro. Like, look, you need balance. You got to have good defense. There's no question about that, but this is an offensive-driven league, bro. You got to have offense, bro. Whatever you say about defense, right? Like, perfect. We just talked about about the Super Bowl. Seventy-eight Let's sacks. Seventy-eight sacks. They got him there. Get, the defense got him there. You get to the biggest game. You go. You go against an opposing quarterback that wears a cape, <laughs> a Superman cape on his chest, bro. <laughs> bro, you you better be able to put some points up. Yeah, you got, you've got to do something. So it's like, that's where, I mean, and the Saints are just so far off from that to be able to score and just, <laughs> and just score any, you know, score with different type of ways. Cause I mean, if you look at what they did, I mean, um, Jalen Hurts, he was throwing the ball. And oh, when he, he was in the red zone, you know, they he was were running. running the ball. Yeah, he was running, but they were so throwing good, the ball. Man. He was so good. He was putting the ball wherever it needed to be. Um, and look, one thing that just I'm impressed with Patrick Mahomes by is just a different way he won. You know, if you go back to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago against the 49ers, you know, that's when he was young. You know, he's still young, but I'm just that's when he was just coming into the league and just kind of Superman making these second reaction plays. Everybody remember the, like the 10 step drop uh, to, you know, to throw to Tyreek Hill, just threw that thing like 80 yards down the field. He ain't do none of that in this game. This game, I think he he barely even touched 200 yards in this game, bro. It was a lot of dead by a thousand cuts, throwing to your tight ends, using the running game, just playing and just, you know, gutting out runs when he had to. It was a whole totally different type of game that he had to win. And that's why, you know, I said on a couple of podcasts ago, he's better than Brett Favre. Brett Favre couldn't do that. Brett Favre had to be Superman every game. All the time. All the time. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes showing that he could win different type of ways. And I think that's why, you know, he's going to end up one of the greatest ever played. And it's it's, it's like, man, you, you you end up going against him in the Super Bowl, bro. That's a tough draw. Just a tough draw, bro. Only thing I wonder about with him going forward is, you know, I don't – I have, you know, I'm not questioning it, but – I wonder how his fire burns, man. You won two Super Bowls, the multiple time MTV. I mean MVP. You know when you when you thirty two, is that fire still going to be burning? Right. You know I don't know. Like uh, he seems like a kid that'll always be competitive like that. You know what I'm saying? But you just don't know, man, because that's he's had a lot of success early, bro, which is just amazing. It. I think he. I mean, I don't know him personally, but just everything knowing about him is that that chip like he a hundred percent remembers everyone that was drafted ahead of him in that draft class oh yeah no question every single player every quarterback every every, he could probably give you top 10 without without blinking or top nine i guess without remember the players that recruited ahead of him in college oh yeah and i Two, and this is why I get to the point about Cliff Kingsbury, who was interviewing for OC for for the Texans. Cliff Kingsbury, he had Baker Mayfield, and he had Patrick Mahomes both at Texas Tech. He saw every day what Patrick Mahomes was doing, and I again he was a gunslinger, and this is when he was still like being molded, right? Um, but he saw it, like he saw the vision of Patrick Mahomes before anyone else did. Had Baker Mayfield as a, as a top recruit, and he was just like, "Sorry, bro, but like number five, I'm gonna start." <laughs> like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. Right? And let 
It led to Baker transferring to Oklahoma, and then Baker developed this huge chip against Texas. It was, it was a whole fucking whole yeah. thing. Um, but that said, it's, it's interesting you bring up the point about him being he, him winning a different way. And I'll never forget. I think he went on the shop, the uh, LeBron show with, with um, yeah. not Rich Paul. Came, Keeping whose name it is, but he went on the shop. I think the year after he won that Super Bowl, maybe it was two years after. And I remember he said, like, he was just saying, like, well, I'm still kind of learning the game. <laughs> like, it's yeah. like the game is just now finally slowing down for me. And I was like, oh shit, <laughs> that's scary. Yeah. But last night was a perfect example of it because if you take last season for the Chiefs and you take even this season, everyone started changing how they played them defensively mm-hmm. uh, cover cover too high shell not getting beat over the top so if he's had about a season and a half or about two seasons of him and andy reed figuring out how to win these games maybe we can't go that long ball and throw a 50 yard 60 yard you know bomb on a defense but we still got to be able to move the ball consistently and score points and so you said it perfectly. It was a death by a thousand cuts. Now, the reason he's able to do that, as soon as that ball is snapped, he reads the defense, boom, 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 boom right. balls out. Yeah. Balls out. Exactly. And but to to that point, it's really getting back to the whole getting back to the Saints is like you said, right? You said about when they get like perfect example, the Eagles when they got into the red zone. You gotta be able to score different ways. And Absolutely. I think that's as a fan it makes it a little more frustrating because you, you telling me with a straight face, you got an offense that has Alvin Kamara on it. Chris Olave, most of the time on it, um, uh, a rising, you know, up and coming decent tight end and Jawan Johnson. And you tell me you can't, you can't figure out nothing in the red zone. You can't. Olave. It's like, we can't come up with nothing. Nothing. And, and that's what's, and that's what's crazy because, when you watched those two teams last night, you knew if they were inside the 15, it was scoring. Touchdown. It's touchdown. touchdown right? They're they going to figure out they're going to go for it on fourth down. They're going to get a touchdown. And with the Saints, it was like, damn, we moving the ball good, but I know once we get in the red zone, <laughs> nice. and we kicking the field goal if we make the field goal. <laughs> Will Lutz? I don't know. Will <laughs> I don't want that life no more, Adam. I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> like, I, I, and maybe, maybe they did this sometime, some point during the season. I missed it, but like, I'm just thinking, just my dumb, that my dumb mind. Like, we couldn't run a formation where like, AK Olave and like Shahid is in the trips formation at any point, like <laughs> during the season, bro. Like, <laughs> like, not once, just something, man. Not even uh, for not even bringing up the fact that Taysom Hill is a great wep- a weapon in and of himself, right? Oh my god. You got Taysom Hill, you got AK, and you got Chris Olave, Juwan Johnson, Shahid, and you couldn't figure out how to cook something up in, in the red zone. You couldn't. Okay, let me stop. Let me stop. Um, and here's another thing that's just crazy to me, bro. And like, I'm not comparing Taysom Hill to Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is by far a better player. Period. Yes. But it's just crazy to me that we had Taysom Hill all these years, oh, no, and he never. They never really had a Taysom Hill offense. You know, nope. it, was, it was always, like, assumed, like, but it's, they get Taysom Hill in there, it's that takes Taysom Hill offense that'll run. But it, it it was just like the Saints offense. It was the normal Saints offense, and they had Taysom Hill run it, and even though he's not a good passer. And it was like, I'm always was like, what would it look like? What would happen? What would happen if, like, you know, Nick Sirianni and his crew – Mm. had Taysom Hill in their system. Like, he wouldn't be as good as Jalen Hurts, obviously. But I bet you they'd be, like, it'd be kind of spicy. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> it'd be little, a little, little spicy, you know what I'm saying? A little cayenne on that bitch. It is just, just always comes back to coaching, bro. Comes back to coaching, man. Like, what are y'all doing? You know what I'm saying? What are y'all doing to spice this thing up, you know? You know, if if this running game not working, try a different running game. If your personnel doesn't fit this type of running game, if it doesn't fit like a power downhill running game, does it fit an outside zone? Does it fit an inside zone? You don't know how to teach that? Bring in coaches that know how to teach it. Like, oh, they, they, like, they, they too busy firing them, bro. <laughs> they too busy firing people, bro. It's like, uh, what the hell? You, 
you brought up the running game. I want to I want to emphasize this as well. And a lot of it was because of Kansas City's offensive line. But if you watched Chiefs games this season, when 10 got on the field, that's Pachenko, who they drafted mm-hmm. in the fifth round. So he's a, he was a rookie this season. You could just tell he ran hard. Mm-hmm. Hard. Like, even the Super Bowl, bro, like, he, the way he was running, like, it was just, like, just running. You got AK. If you if you you can't go into this upcoming season without having a, a running back two, or maybe you trade AK and whatever, but you got to have something like if you want to if you want Dennis, if Dennis Allen wants his version of whatever his gross looking fucking dream offense is, right. we you tweeted this or we tweeted it last week and it caught my attention and I don't know how you know how realistic it is but josh jacobs was talking during the super bowl media circuit about you know the saints and potentially could be in a fit you could you could sell me you could sell me on an offense that has ak josh jacobs olave shaheed offensive line still gotta be figured out and that's mostly just a health thing and then whatever you could get at quarterback. You, you, you give me that version of an offense, even if Pete Carmichael is the offensive coordinator, which he's going to be, an offense like that suits how DA wants to, wants to right. attack defenses. Bro. And, like, and, and if that's what you want to do, do it and be nasty at it. Go get, a big, go get a big nasty guard. You know, go get a tight end that knows how to run block. Go get your two running backs and just do it. You know what I'm saying? Do it and be nasty with it. I root for the shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you got to go in there and throw throw the ball 80 times, uh, you know, I mean, 40 times a game. Like, I just want you to do whatever you're going to do, do it well. And where the Saints, they've really done nothing well. It's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're not passing the ball well, not throwing the ball nothing. well. It's nothing, man. Like, give me something that you can hang your head on and say, man, when you play the Saints, you're going to deal with this. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is, you're going to deal with this. Nobody's saying that right now. <laughs> Nobody. No defense is sitting up. No defense coordinators like, ooh, man. <laughs> oh, we gonna deal with this? None of them, Ryan. Even AK, they probably looking at it like, man, look how they're using Avin Kamara. Oh shit, we good. You know? <laughs> Got this man in high formation. <laughs> oh, they, they, I know defense coordinators be looking at their film like, did, did they take AK off the field on third down? They making my job. Making my job easy, boy. Man, the DC for opposing teams put his feet up on the table. Like, ah, shit. We good, man. We good. Four personnel packages. That's all we need. Uh, uh, um, Trying to think anything else from from the Super Bowl. And I just just also want to just. We talked about this before, right? Of how impressive it was for Howie Roseman to completely rebuild this team of the Eagles. And even though they didn't win last night, they completely had a run of going to the Super Bowl in a completely different manner and method of that, at least offensively, of that first team, right? Mm-hmm. That, that went and beat the Patriots. Two th- one other thing I want to say about last night. So CD makes two huge huge plays on that that final drive that Kansas City had. One of them he like obliterated Pachenko, bro. Like mm-hmm. had him taking some deep breaths. It reminded me a little bit of that hit he put on oh, oh that was the receiver against the Titans a little I, bit. Bro. I almost <laughs> tweeted that. I was like, damn, that's just like that Titans hit. It was, bro. It reminded me of that. And then another play, the next or a couple of plays later, Pachenko goes to the outside. And if CD doesn't. Beautiful range. I mean, CD shot that motherfucker. Shot it, bro. And if he's not there, that's a touchdown. If if Pachenko doesn't. And I just tweeted, like, Dennis Allen, because of him being insecure in himself, got a little lip from CD and decided that his defense didn't need that. 
Just say no, don't need it. Get get it off get it off the tee. I just I thought about that right there. I thought about the amount of the amount of speed that left just left. With those two moves left him, him and Marcus Williams. The amount of all, speed on defense they just sent away. Speed and range, bro. That's just that's just malpractice, bro. That's malpractice, man. Speed and range when when you're looking for fucking players to draft or you're looking for players to sign free agency. If you're on, if you're a defensive coach, what is the first thing you're at? You you're hoping that those players have. <laughs> That's it. Speed and range, Ryan. That's it. And then people were like, "Go, people got got my mentions like, oh, well, they didn't miss CD blocked, blocked. <laughs> didn't have time. Didn't have time for it. I don't. I don't have time to just engage with just stupidity." I just don't I don't want it on my life, don't want it in my timeline, my mentions. Just go away. If you can with a straight face, straight face, truly tell me that the Saints defense did did not miss Chauncey Garner Johnson last season, then you're blocked. I'm sorry. I just I don't have I don't have anything to discuss with you because you you don't conceptually understand football. I'm sorry. And and another thing is like the Eagles used him while they should like the Saints should have used him Bingo. back at the safety spot. Bingo. Which he showed all pro talent at the safety spot. I don't but remember they, if we were. I don't know if we were. Were we recording? No, we weren't recording. But like, I remember when Von Bell got injured that stretch during his yeah. rookie season, and CD played strong safety for however many games it was. I think it was like four or five games. However many it was, as good as he had played up to that point at the nickel, when he moved to strong safety, bro, it was a completely oh, different man. player. Completely different player. Because he was able to show his range and that bitch sticky carry, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he was able to show that. Whereas, you know, as a coverage player, he was still good. He was really good as a coverage player, but it's still different. You know, it's a different impact. Um, so you know, it's just, uh, man, like I just, it's what annoys me is not just that they make that move; is that I know that they sit back right now feeling confident that they made the right move. That you know what say, it, say it again, bro. That's say what annoys that annoys me. I know they're sitting there like, oh, we made the right move getting rid of them. You know, like you that's a hundred percent how they're thinking right now. And that's what annoys me, bro. Because I know that's what they're thinking. And that the reason why that's annoying is that to us as fans, that still shows us that you as an organization do, do not you don't you don't understand it. You don't get it. Right. You don't get it. Um, let's all right. Let, let me let's let's talk about this Derek Hart thing. <laughs> <laughs> so we recorded did they no, they hadn't met with them. They're, he was gonna meet the next day. So we recorded last two last Tuesday, I wanna say. And so he met with the Saints Wednesday, and then they they went to Ralph's, and then on Sunday. Oh, not sorry, Wednesday and then Thursday. So he met with the Saints two days in a row, Wednesday, Thursday. Derek Carr even brought the wife, bro. You know, signs will deliver, bro. Signs will deliver. Spent two days with him. Two days, right? Then the word comes out that <laughs> Derek Carr went back to the Raiders. Was like. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I want to be traded anymore. Can you just go ahead and just release me? What? So I want to. I want to walk the listeners through this timeline real quick. Still, just a little quick walkthrough. So initially, Derek Carr and his agent approached the Raiders and said, "I want. I want to start permission to start speaking to other teams. I know you guys are going to cut me." Um, so I want you guys to give me permission to speak to other teams to see if I can work, work out a trade. I have a no trade clause. So, you know, whoever, like it, this needs to be a team that I'm going to sign, sign off on and waive that no trade clause. At first, the Raiders persisted and said, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. Like, blah, 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 whatever, trying to play hardball. And then, you know, Derek Carnes agent was like, okay, cool, bet. And they knew that for the most part, they had all the leverage because they know that either the Raiders have to cut him or they have to trade him. So at some point, the Raiders say, all right, all right, we'll, we'll start giving you permission to um, speak to teams. And so that's how the Saints got involved. That's how 
Um, speed the teams, work out a trade. Same same thing. Same like the Sean Payton thing. I'm pretty sure the Saints spoke to the Raiders ahead of time or vice versa in terms of like if the meeting goes well and Derek Carr agrees to it, um, you know, he'll waive the no trade clause and it's what the compensation is going to be. Bing, bang, boom, boom. How how do you go from, yes, I, I want to talk to other teams, me and my agent want to talk to other teams, um, and I want to be traded, to then you talk to one single team, and it's like, nah, don't don't trade me. Just just outright release me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that's I'm not breaking a source or anything like that. It's because this was out there, it's reported. So during the meeting, when the Saints were meeting with Derek Carr, you know, the, the contract comes up, what his contract is. And the Saints, I don't know, I don't know if it was DA, I don't know if it was Mickey, I don't know who it was. Basically, was like, you know, we we want you, we really want you, we want you to come here, we want you to be face of our fan tribes, be a quarterback. Let me just take a pay cut. <laughs> yeah. The analogy I I used to a friend earlier is in this in this analogy, Derek Carr is pretty decent looking female. She's she's been on a dating app for a while. Matches with a guy, thinks the guy, you know, she's matched with other guys, been talking to some other guys, but there's this one guy, she was like, you know what? Just something about him. Our conversation's been a little good. You know, well, I'm not really talk to these other guys anymore. Like, this one's the one that's really getting my attention. Like, I I, I text with him more, or whatever. Let's, let's go out, let's go, let's go have a date. You know, see how see if the, the chemistry in person is how it is when we when we text. The guy comes to the date. Looking fly, got a fresh suit on, got some fresh cologne on. They had, I don't, I don't know, they had Cheesecake Factory. Everything's going, going great. You're having a great conversation. Check comes out. Guy goes, checks for his wallet, patting himself down. Oh shit. Um hey, hey babe. Um I, I I know this is really embarrassing for me right now, but uh, do you mind paying for this date that we? I <laughs> I, I, I can't I I don't even know where my wallet is right now. <laughs> Soon as she get home, she going through the app like, all right, who else was I talking to? Because this nigga ain't about shit. This ain't it. This ain't it. That is that is the best analogy i can give about the whole Derek carr situation i'm not saying that he potentially the saints may not be able to sign him but i think Derek carr realized during those talks that one i'm worth something to somebody <laughs> i tweeted it today i know the timeline i'm gonna argue about it and probably disagree but Derek Carr is the biggest quarterback to hit free agency since Kirk Cousins. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Here's the thing, bro. In order for Saints, if they wanted to make that move, they had to blow them away. They had to blow their car away. Like, people keep talking about the compensation to Raiders. That doesn't matter. That's like a... Had nothing to do with that's, anything. That's just like a technicality you had to check off. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's nothing. You had to blow... Derek Carr away and make him want to come here. And they didn't do it. Period. Point period. Like, they didn't do it. If it, whatever, it, whatever it was, whether it was the money, whatever they proposed, what we're hearing and what you're hearing obviously was the money. And look, it's an interesting case because, you know, the Saints do have to draw a line as far as like, you know, what they want to play a player like that. But they also have to realize where they're at. Like you yep. are no longer the premier 
organization with all these wins and you know with the with the Hall of Fame head coach and all this stuff. That's gone, bro. That's gone. You got to rewind the clock back to pre two thousand six, where you have to overpay players to come here. You know what I'm saying? It's back to that, and it's like they don't want they don't want to believe that. They don't want to believe that's where they're at. Now, would that have been a good move to overpay? You know, and really, you know, blow away Derek Carr. I don't know. Like we we would never know why that would have played out, but. You're going to find out the other end of that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because like, <laughs> that other end ain't looking too pretty, at least right now. You know what I'm saying? That shit is ugly, boy. So right now, I think I, I think he's officially released or will be soon. I don't know, but whatever. But right now, the, now this man got suitors. He got the Jets after him, the Commanders, the Titans. There's one more. Or the Panthers and the Saints. That is five teams. At that point, bro, you... If you Derek Carr, bro, you and your agent, you say you tell your agent, hey, work your magic, kind of see see what the best you can get, and then I'm sure what he's doing is probably looking at it from a money contract standpoint, financially, where's the best place for me to go, and also from a football standpoint, where's the best place for me to go that I can have right. success, I can whatever, be on a good team, right. and then maybe one team's offering the most money, but it's not the best football fit, right? And then at that point, he has to make the decision what's best for his career or whatever. But the Saints went from a position where they had, like, kind of were, like, the lead dogs. Lead dogs. And and I I guess it all kind of makes sense, bro, because if you really think about it, bro, if you haven't, like, all the shit we talked about Dennis Allen, is it really that surprising that in – he had two days to kind of seal a deal or whatever, and he couldn't no. get it done. Like, it's not surprising at all. Bro. Like, no, that's not surprising. And the one storyline I hate is, you know, Derek Carr, uh, it's DA it. drafted Derek Carr. Like, stop it. Stop it. Like, he was fired four games into that season. Like, <laughs> like that season was a disaster, bro. Like, was. <laughs> yeah, but they, probably, but they, brought, like, they probably brought up bad, bad memories when they got together. Like, oh, Derek Carr probably like, oh, shit, I remember this shit sucked. <laughs> Because <laughs> I mean, he was there when they had like his first trading cap under Dennis Allen, bro. So he probably, um, and as much I'm not not saying, I'm not saying what he did was right, but I'm very positive that at least when John Gruden was Derek Carr's head coach, in terms of like details, especially offensive details. You know John Gruden was on top of it. Like that's not that's not so but if he probably remember like how it was with DA and like it was like the summer school environment, bro. Just like he's like, I'm not gonna learn shit. Yeah, like, exactly. so like so am now, I gonna like, elevate here? Like, I don't know. Right. So now he the Saints find themselves competing for Derek Carr with four other teams. Um do I do I think had they went into those talks and maybe have not asked Derek Carr to take a pay cut from his current contract. If a trade, if it could have been consummated, maybe I would say probably more than likely, but now it's kind of like, you already feel like you already, I don't want to say you burned the bridge, but it's like, Oh, like, Oh, you already kind of like not in the seen in the best light. And this, and then like you said, the saints at some point have to draw a line in the sand of how much they're willing to pay. But you posed this question in the Discord today. And you said, if the Saints miss out on Derek Carr, what then? That's the ultimate question. That's the ultimate question. Bro, you, you was throwing some names out, and I just said, my God, we are fucked, Ryan. Fuck, bro. Fuck. F-U-C-K-E-D. Fuck. That shit get ugly quick, bro. And then Aunt Breer puts out an article today that says the Saints might be interested in Baker Mayfield, right? I told you, oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to be here. No, Mom. John, <laughs> take me with you. Like, this is dire, bro. Mayfield, man. The only way that I'd be okay with Baker coming is like, is Sean McVay coming too? What's <laughs> <laughs> about Baker the Pete? Oh, Lord. Oh, 
Vince is gonna be cursing Pete out, man. <laughs> Fuck up, boy. <laughs> Everywhere Baker's gone, he's had receivers talk shit about him. First, it was Odell. Then it was Jarvis. Then it was DJ Moore. Now Chris, Chris, I love Baker. Be complaining about Baker, Ryan. I don't want. I don't want to do it. <laughs> can't do it, Ryan. I can't do it. Oh. And I say I can't do it, but I, I I know that obviously we we have no fucking choice in this. I I think fans, I think fans need to need to buckle up because buckle up, if, baby. If, if the Saints strike out on Derek Carr, it's like okay, then what? Maybe you could pivot to Jimmy G. And I could Jimmy I could G gonna Jimmy. have suitors now. He, he is at least he, at least Jimmy G's handsome. I could deal with that. But if they strike out on Derek Carr and Jimmy G, Lord, that you talk about Brissett, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, oh, oh, Tyler oh, Huntley. Oh, oh. Um, you know, it's just you know me personally. I would try to shoot for the high upside. Like once I get if I'm beside on Garoppolo, I'm like, okay, I'm not about to spend a bunch of money on a quarterback. So I'm just shooting for upside then. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's Tyler Huntley or um, you know, Sam Donald, I hate to say it. Um not great options, obviously. Not great no. options. But it's like, oh well, you know what I'm saying? Like this is the this is the house we live in right now. You it know is, what I'm saying? Man. And then you gotta see what happens with the draft. Maybe you know, maybe you're in a position to move up for somebody, or someone falls to you. You'll see, but that's just the house you're living in at that point, bro. But I wouldn't. I think the mistake they could make is paying big money for below average, below average quarterback. Yes, like, you want to pay big money for like Derek Carr, you know, overpay him. I I could handle that. I can't handle that. Look, you, you know. It's it'll be overpaying, but look, you, you're going to be getting at least decent quarterback play, good quarterback play. And once you start getting to the the you know the 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 presets and all that stuff, man, look, man, like don't be spending no twenty five, thirty million. Man, I, I know, I know, there's not a situation where this could happen. I just know it, bro. But if you get to that point, it's like, can y'all can can y'all not get Da and Jameis in a room, <laughs> right? Like, just figure this shit out. Like, I, I'm not like if you if you posing it to me, where if they strike out on Derek Carr, they strike out on Jimmy G, and now the options you presented to me are Teddy Bridgewater, Jacoby Brissett, Baker Mayfield, Tyler Huntley. You trade, you know, you send the Ravens a pick for him, whatever. But let's say that doesn't materialize, and those are your only backup concurrent concurrent plan options man if y'all don't go in a room and talk this shit out <laughs> try to try to figure some shit out because like if you cut Jameis you still cutting Jameis or releasing Jameis I believe leaves 10 million in dead money on the cap mm. if I remember correct I, I would have to pull it up don't call me on that but it's like y'all cap situation, y'all money already funny. Like, can y'all can you just not can you just save that ten potential ten million in, in cap space and not release Jameis and just figure that shit out for a fucking season? <laughs> for real. That that's that would be the smart thing to do, but like I, I know that's not how this team operates most of the time under Dennis Allen, so I won't keep my hopes up. I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the whole Lamar Jackson. Stuff. Um, Ian Rappaport and the whole crew, uh, Gorfolo, Paul Sarro, whatever, pretty much puts out a report this past weekend on Saturday that essentially said the Ravens plan to, you know, give Lamar Jackson the franchise tag, which we've all We've all known that was coming, but there's a potential option where, so yes, I, I, sorry, I, I had to pull this up. So if they cut Jameis this year, 
that is $11.2 million in dead money mm. and 4.4 million in cap savings. You're telling me that you can't, you can't fucking whatever. Sorry. I, I just had to look it up to just see um, that if the Ravens and Lamar Jackson cannot come up with, cannot figure out a deal that the Ravens potentially would be open to trading Lamar if they were blown away by huge bounty of draft picks. Your reaction to that when that news came out? Uh, I, I'm just, I'm not sending a bounty for Lamar. I love Lamar, bro. I love him. Not, not doing the bro. Love him. Love him. Not to doing death, the bro. bro. But you got to look at where the Saints are, bro. You, you say you send three first round picks, and you got to pay him fifty to fifty five million a year. I mean, Lamar wouldn't do it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't think Lamar would do it. Lamar would like that would be the end of his career. Like he would be on such a poor, piss poor team for the next couple of years. There would be no semblance of a Super Bowl. It would just it would be hustling backwards to me, bro. Hustling backwards. Oh, I didn't I didn't mean it. I don't I don't think I necessarily mean it for like the Saints. I just meant like in general. Would a just, team do it, period? No, just the idea that Lamar could get potentially could get traded. I don't think it's I don't I don't believe it, bro. I don't believe it. It's just man, this is negotiations, man. Lamar wants to be the highest paid quarterback, period. Wants to be the highest paid quarterback. Ravens are probably willing to make him that with some protections. For well, themselves. I mean the, the protections are they're not at least in the last contract negotiation they only were guaranteeing a hundred and thirty-three million dollars. Right. So you know, like that's great money. Don't get me wrong, but it's not, you know, it's not Deshaun Watson. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's obviously the sticking point for Lamar, and he should for, for that. He should, you know. But man, where he is as a player, and what scares me about him, man, he he his body has deteriorated down the stretch. Two seasons, both last two seasons. Started off hot, looking just, whoo, just beautiful, and then you know as the as the season wears on, breaks down, man, because of the way he plays. <sighs> I I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if I could I could deal with that long term, and that's what the Ravens are thinking. Like the Ravens want Lamar, they're thinking, man, we want you, bro, but they're thinking like, man. Can I really invest in this long term with the way you got to play? It's tough, bro. And nobody wants to hear because everybody loves Lamar, and I love Lamar. I get it. But, like, that's just the business side of the situation, you know? And he's going to get paid, bro. Like, at the end of the day, he's going to get paid. Um, Oh, yes. I just hope, like, what we're really – I hated that he got injured this past season because he was putting it all online. If he could, um, if he got to play on that franchise tag, man, I just hope he stays healthy, healthy man, and yeah. just and gets better as a passer too, you know. Because look, I mean, Jalen Hurts shows you can do it, you know. You can get better as a passer and keep your running ability. Because um, if he does that, man, he gonna get he gonna get broke off majorly. Yes, without question, without question. Um, I mean, I think that's pretty much. Everything we we had to catch up on uh, the next couple of next couple of days are going to be very interesting. Obviously, free agency oh, yeah. doesn't start until until March, um, but still, Derek, you know, if their car is released tomorrow, he could sign tomorrow, right? Yeah, I, yes, yeah. I don't think he. Has, I don't think he has to wait. Um, so it's gonna be it's just gonna be interesting, man. Just how it all plays out. Uh, seeing where Derek Carr is going to land. Um, and just seeing how the Saints just kind of handle all this. We have the combine coming up yeah. towards the end. Like I, I still, it still has to hit me, man. Like the, the get that move, bro. Gotta oh. get that move, baby. It's not, it's not coming, bro. 
It's like it's like when I'm trying to trying to hit it to wake it up. Like ah, oh, get, get up, get up. No, no, slap the coupon. I'm trying, bro. It's just just no, no, it's not in me, bro. Just, I, and I think when we were texting about this, you you said it best, man. Just like I just. A Dennis Allen led team, bro. Just like, just, don't get your hat, man. Just don't get. Like, I don't even want to look at no prospects, Ryan. I used to love looking at prospects, like prospects. <laughs> nothing, man. Just, just, just nothing. Um. Anyway, thank y'all for for listening. Uh, if you are a if you are a Patreon member, or even if you're not a Patreon member, but I think the only people who Order the jerseys. Um, our Patreon members, uh, the official hashtag Saints for the Podcast jerseys officially uh, arrived today. Uh, they came out great. I am very, very, very ecstatic of how good they came out. Um, they, fi- <laughs> the thing I guess I kind of forgot when 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 I ordered them is when you think about a jersey. I think in my head, I was thinking about when you buy like a sporting jersey from like a sporting football, goods store. Football jersey. <laughs> yeah, and how like how kind of like loose they fit, right? But like these are like fitted for like actual like, like actual teams. So I'm really gonna be honest looking like Asian on raps. Bro, you put that shit on <laughs> you walk you walk down bourbon, you hit a three point stance for I bet you get some autographs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm on the I'm on the practice squad. <laughs> <laughs> might might get called might get called up tomorrow. <laughs> like um, but they truly did come out great. So uh I will start to ship those out to everyone uh this upcoming weekend. Obviously, uh with the offseason quickly approaching and being on the forefront. I did want to just leave a quick thing in regards to, yes, it's the off season, but as a podcast, we are still looking forward to the, to the next season. Uh, We're doing the huge, big LA get together for the Rams game next season. No, there's a lot of West coast, California saints fans. um, But remember if you want to come through, gotta be a Patreon. Don't know what the plans are. Obviously, what we're doing, but work on that as that gets closer. Um, and then, obviously, the big one is the big get together in New Orleans. Um, obviously, we don't know what game it's going to be. Schedule's not come come out yet, but I, I don't know, man. Depending on when that jazz, I think that jazz game might be the game, bro. Like, I don't, I gotta gotta see when that falls on the schedule. But Saints Jags just has a good. I don't know, a good feel like that would be a good meetup game for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Um, but we'll work on that as as schedule and that gets out and gets closer. So thank y'all for all the support. We truly, truly appreciate y'all more than y'all ever know. Um, we'll continue to do episodes as news comes out from the league and what have you. We'll continue to put out episodes. Um, don't be surprised that now that it is a, it is the off season, we might do a couple episodes that has nothing to do related to football. Me and Ryan might just start fucking the Last of Us fucking podcast. Just start talking about the Last of Us for fucking an old episode. We let's go. Whatever we want to do, bro. Don't you fucking care. Um, but thank y'all for the support. We we truly appreciate it. Um, we couldn't be here without all the support, your listens, your retweets, liking on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, all that that y'all do for us, it, we we notice it, we see it, we thank y'all. Uh, we'll be back um, when there's time, when it is time for us to come back, whenever that is, maybe this week, maybe next week, but we will be back with that. When you need 
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.